What do you get when you have a crazy pandemic, too much time on your hands, and the need for community? You get the schmooze. Join me, Allison Friedman, as I yenta it up with other members of the TAE fam. Join me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the schmooze. Today, I have with me somebody who is very important and very excellent. He is an eight and a half year long member of the temple. He is the head of operational excellence of Amgen. He's excellent, all right. And he's also our very own Kadima strategic planning chair on the board of directors at Temple Adat Elohim. Welcome with me, Alan Glazer. Woo! <laughs> Welcome, Glad Alan. Glad to be here. Thank, Thank you. you. Glad to be here. Thanks for being on the show. Um, Thanks for having me. I don't know if it's what I'm wearing or what, but I keep disappearing on my own like set. So if you see that happening, friends, don't worry, I'm okay. All right. <laughs> so thank you for joining me today. And um, it's nice to see you. Um, Alan you and I go back, we've been on a few committees together. We've been on the board together for a while. Um, Alan has been in the choir at our temple. And so he sings with my husband when he's on and off the choir. Um, and so it's really nice to connect this way too. So thanks for being here. I would love to know about um, a little bit more about your job and your travels because we are Facebook friends and up until the pandemic, <laughs> I would see you checking into like a new city and a new hotel every few days. And I'm like, does this guy sleep? Like what is yeah. happening? My so, wife, my wife told me I had to stop uh, checking in when I'm traveling. She said it was good because she knew where I was, but it was bad because everyone was like, how come your husband's always going on all these vacations? I'm like, they're not vacations. They're not vacations. But yeah. what they are doing is getting you future vacations with all those points and miles, right? It helps. It helps. <laughs> but, but usually all my points and miles go to my kids and flying them back and forth to colleges. So I don't use all a right. whole lot of them myself. So. It's a glamorous life that you lead, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let me hear about it. What, do you, what is it that you do exactly? Yeah, so I work for Amgen. Um, I've been in the biotech industry for many years. Before then, I worked for a different biotech company. And um, my role is basically to help improve the efficiency and effectiveness of the different processes we run. So how do we make, in this case, our drugs better, faster, safer, cheaper, more effective than they were yesterday? And, um, and working with the different teams that are different manufacturing sites, which is why I'm oftentimes traveling mm -hmm. to figure out how do we reduce scrap and improve our yields and, and reduce costs and, you know, provide more products to our customers that need them. So you're more on the product side of excellence and operations. More, more on the manufacturing side. Right. So supporting our manufacturing operations primarily, but I do dabble a little bit in, you know, R&D um the commercial side but mostly mostly operations is there a lot of buzz right now with the current state of our public health or what? oh I mean, yeah. yeah yeah you know amgen's uh amgen's doing its part we're we're involved in a project with lily uh to produce an antibody so it's it's a very similar drug uh to what the regeneron makes which is what the president took you know about a month ago or so so it's right. a it's a it's a complimentary drug to that um, we're not in the vaccines business, but we've been uh, providing a lot of data with some of our partnerships to uh, to help you know society understand the um, the, the impact of the of the of the virus on society, yeah. and then also working on the antibody side. So yeah, we're we're busy. So if you're not, I mean, I assume you're not traveling right now, right? Nope, I, mean, I have been working from home since the third week in March. Oof, um, yeah. I'm sure your travel bug is is biting you hard. Um, 
but are you able to do the same kind of work uh, while you're working from home? Yeah, good question. Um, for the most part, um, you know, a, a lot of what we do is um, is going to the shop floor, going to the actual, we call it the Genba, it's a Japanese exactly. word, mm-hmm. um, and, and going to see what's happening and, and talk to people and ask questions and actually, you know, get our hands a little bit dirty and work with the process. Can't do that virtually, right. um, but a lot of our work is facilitative in nature. And so we spend a lot of time with our customers our internal customers. And mm-hmm. now we've just been exploring different ways to, to, uh, to train on different techniques on how to drive improvements and solve problems and, and how to collaborate with people using different, uh, different softwares online. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been effective. It's not preferred for me. Certainly. I, I like to get out of the house and, yeah. you know, Lori and my wife and I are like, you know, we're both working from home and it'd be nice if we had a little separation and <laughs> there's always dogs barking or, you know, uh, blowers blowing, uh, but you know, it, we're making it work. Yeah. I mean, everyone is in that position right now, right? Like with all the distractions and the crazy work from home environments and it's not ideal, but at least everyone's in the same boat. So it's not just you. Yeah. And, okay. and, I, and thank goodness, I, at least I, I'm in a better situation than you are because we don't have small kids at home that we have to like keep entertained and teach them how to <clears throat> use zoom and hit a pause button and, you know, all that. I, I, you know, our our youngest two are in 11th grade. So they're, they're fairly self-sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. I, can I move in with you? (laughs) Can you take in one more? (laughs) Uh, Um, Sure. We got plenty of room. It's definitely, um, it's definitely tricky to, to juggle it all. And these poor kids, their worlds have been turned upside down. And then, you know, mommies and daddies have to cope with that as well as their own stuff. So yeah, it's hard. So I'm sure I'd like to travel next, you know, as soon as this is all over, I'm hopping on a plane, probably to Maui. You'll, you can go back to work. I'll go to Maui. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with all of your travels, how do you get it all done? I know that, I mean, if we rewind to travel times, um, you know, you were, you traveling a lot, you're gone a lot. How do you handle, you know, parenthood, husband life, your, your volunteer work with the temple? Like, how do you do it all? You know, you just have to be more efficient with your time. I guess I'm taking my 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 work job, you know, home with me, right? I mean, I, I do a lot of work on the planes. I do a lot of work at night whenever I'm traveling. Yeah. I don't have the distractions in a hotel room of of kids and wives and you know TV shows. So I'm just <laughs> catching up on things. I take a lot of board meetings and and some of my committee meetings. You know, you know, even if I'm traveling, I'll mm-hmm. I'll take them, you know, uh, through through Zoom calls. Uh, yeah. When I'm traveling, so. Just have to try to try to be efficient with your time. I'm also an early bird. I get up early Ugh. and get a lot done before most people are awake. So that, that helps me get a lot of stuff out of the way. I guess you don't really have, um, well, now you do these days, but you know, at least when you are time zoning around the world, <laughs> it's almost like, well, your, your body gets used to that anyway. And so being an early bird, I guess, is a, is a good thing for you. I'm yeah, not an early I- bird, but. Early in my career, um, I was a I was a production supervisor, and I was working the graveyard shift. So I was getting my MBA at Pepperdine. So I'd go to a class from six to ten at night, oh. and then I would work from eleven at night to seven in the morning. Wow! And I did that for two years straight. Uh, except I was young and single and living at the beach. <laughs> so every Life was good. <laughs> yeah. So it was, but so every Friday morning when I got off of work, so seven a.m. Friday morning, I was off of work for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go to sleep. I would stay awake so that I could go to sleep Friday night so that I could Saturday morning, get up and play beach volleyball and, and have a, you know, a single life on the weekends. 
And then Sunday morning when I got up, <clears throat> I wouldn't go to bed again until Monday morning. So I skipped like two days of sleep every oh week. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I did, after doing that for two years, you know, uh, you know, time zone changes, yeah, it's, it's easy. It's easy to adjust. Wow. I so you basically like manipulated your circadian rhythm to like do what you wanted it to do for you. So it was convenient on the weekends. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because if not, I would, I would be sleeping all day. Yeah. I miss out on your life. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. You, you can so now, do anything, Alan Glazer. Yeah. Well, so now when I hear people like, oh, the time's, oh, oh it's the daylight saving. Oh, the hour. I can't <laughs> seem to, I mean, come on. It's one hour, right? <laughs> you know, it's so weird though. I agree. Like one hour does nothing to me when I travel to the East coast, like three hours, it's really nothing. Um, I'd love to know more about what you do with the temple and how it is that you got involved in your journey, your Jewish journey, if you will, um, to TAE, and then how you decided to kind of scratch the surface at getting involved. Sure, yeah. So, you know, we, we joined the temple about eight and a half years ago uh, when we moved to Agora Hills from, from Porter Ranch. And, um, you know, we just happened to hit it on a, uh, we, we, visit, we visited and, you know, we we're doing our temple shopping and we just mm -hmm. happened to hit it on one of the, the nights at the choir and the, the band were playing. And I was like, sold, this is my place. Cause I'd just recently joined a choir in a, in another temple. Um, so that was kind of, uh, something I was looking forward to. Um, so that was my first kind of, um, way to get involved yeah. is, is through the choir, um, uh, with, with Brian sometimes, been a while, <laughs> Brian, we, we wish you would come back sometime, just, you know, PSA. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so that, so that was it. And then, and then, you know, a few years went by and, and I, I wanted to get more involved. I had, I, you know, I had, had the, had the the itch uh but i wasn't really sure how and i remember mentioning it to peggy um you know one of our past presidents mm -hmm. i was like gosh it feels like the same people are always running the temple you know i'd love to you know get involved in something and then um the next day you know she calls me and she says <laughs> hey uh, <laughs> yeah she says hey i'd love to get you know we're put you on the uh put you on a on a on a team to to figure out who our next rabbi is going to be and the search committee. So I got involved in that. Uh, I've been on the, the finance committee for, for a few years, um, just to learn more about that. I'm not as big a contributor as some of the other folks that know a lot more about finance than me, but I'm, I'm you know, try to throw my two cents in. And then, uh, you know, I had the opportunity two years ago to, uh, to, to join the board as a Kadima chair. So trying to develop a long range strategy for our temple and how we can be a viable, sustainable, you know, place to, to grow and, and thrive in the future. Yeah. I mean, you can sort of take a little bit of your professional, current professional experience, right. And apply that. Um, because that's along the lines of what you do, especially with doing things efficiently and doing things yeah, well. Sure. Um, how's that going? <laughs> what, what is it that you look at when you're looking at the temple as a whole and how do you decide what needs to be analyzed for future planning? Yeah. It's it's interesting, you know, working with a with a volunteer nonprofit board, right? I'm sure right. you can. And we could spend a lot of time talking about this, um, because there's a lot of people with passion at our temple that want to do good things, uh, but sometimes distractions get in the way. Whether it's their personal life, their professional life, whatever, and and sometimes they have to, uh, um, you know, delay some of the commitments they've made or put things on hold from the temple perspective. And that's difficult. It's difficult for us to move forward yeah. at a speed at which you feel like you want to move so that, you know, things can happen 
right. um, with a volunteer board, but that's just the, the situation we're in. And we have to, you know, find that patience and, and provide that support to people. And um, what, a, what an old boss used to, used to say to me is, you know, it's, it's constant pressure, gently applied, constant pressure, gently applied with yeah. a smile on your face and you can, you can move mountains. That's a great way to think about that. Uh, that's awesome. I, I would reuse that phrase. Um, so <laughs> I'm stealing that. Thank you, old boss. It's not an Allen original, so you're welcome to use it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no 10% for you. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely tricky. I think a lot of our temple volunteers, especially who hold, you know, leadership positions would feel that it's hard to get things done when we have volunteers and there's only so much you can do. And, you know, between time and professional and personal lives, it's, it's, you know, something has to take a backseat sometimes. And usually that's the volunteer gig. Right. So, um, but I think with a leader like you, especially at the helm of our Kadima, um, it, it definitely can move because we have a strong leader and that's you. Um, so hopefully we'll get there when you decide to look at things for Kadima. Cause for those of you who don't know, um, the Kadima group, I was on it once. Um, the Kadima group looks at usually like a topic or maybe two, um, and ways that we might improve or, uh, I guess rearrange sometimes depending on what it is, something in our community at, at temple. So do you get your directives from like the temple president? How does that work? Are you sort of making decisions in a vacuum? I don't no. think you do, but how no, does that of course not. Yeah. So we, so we definitely, I mean, so our committee uh, consists of uh, some members from the board. Uh, certainly uh, Julie, our president and the rabbi are on the committee and Eliza and, uh, and also Brian, uh, who's uh, obviously the, the head of our, our finance, um, our treasurer, treasurer, vice president treasurer. of finance. Treasure, yeah, thank treasure. You. Uh, you know, <laughs> is on there because it's important that that we're that we're developing uh, kind of a, a vision for where we want to go as an organization, um, a strategy on how to get there, the objectives that we need to achieve in order to make that happen, and then the specific targeted uh, actions or um, you know tasks we're going to go through to achieve those objectives. Um, so it's really looking at it holistically, and and we've developed a, an annual cycle to review that, to modify that as conditions change. As I mean, just look at this year, right? Um, so that we can we can be nimble and we can adjust and um, find ways to continue to reach out, connect with our temple members, and find out what's really important to them, and then and then create a create a plan that that's going to meet their needs and and continue to get us to grow. Right. Yeah, no, it sounds good. Are you able to share what it is that you're looking at right now? Well, we're we're kind of putting the final touches on some things, okay. um, but but we will at a future um, uh, temple meeting uh, share it. Um, and so I'd, I'd rather hold okay. off until we get the. It, we've well, been, stay we've tuned. been, we've been, yeah, yeah. Stay <laughs> tuned for that. Perhaps at a, at a, in, a, in a new in a new uh, interview we can we can talk about that. Sometime. On uh, on our follow up schmooze episode, oh, we will discuss, we'll, sure. we'll dive deep into what yes. you accomplished. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So another thing that you and I have in common is we both have um, kids in show business. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't think anyone between us has won any Oscars or Emmys yet. Not though, so right? far, no. No, okay. Um, yours might be more accomplished than mine, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll see. But how, are, are, they, are they still acting? Um, what's the deal? 
Let's see. So they have not had an audition in probably a year and a half. So okay. it's been a while. And they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're halfway through their, their junior year in high school. They're, I think they're kind of done with it. I mean, okay. we've just got new headshots made because you never know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they, they don't, they're, they're very grounded and they're not like, they, they don't want to be movie stars when they grow right. up. They like commercials because they're short and quick. You get One in, and you done. get out, yep. make a little money and you have a little fun. And then, you know, hopefully you get to see yourself in, uh, you know, on TV or whatever. Totally. Uh, so they've done several commercials, um, um, but, they, but they're not interested in some long-term part on a series or a TV show where it's going to, frankly, it's going to pull them away from school. It's going to pull right. them away from their friends, their soccer, their lacrosse, the things they like to do. So they have a routine that they, that they enjoy being, they like being teenage girls and yeah. they don't want to necessarily, you know, go to work full time yet. So um, I get even it. though they've both recently just got jobs. So I'm very proud of them for that. Um, yeah. One's a, a hostess at uh, California Pizza Kitchen in Thousand Oaks. Ooh. And one's uh, going to be hosting at Islands, assuming o Islands opens back up. <laughs> That's so, so uh, cool. Yeah. So they get a little taste of, uh, you know, putting some money away and <laughs> yeah. saving up for gas money and yeah. car insurance and all that kind of stuff too. So good job. It's almost like you're raising them perfectly well. So trying, that's to, awesome. trying to create little, you know, little future, you know, citizens to, you know, keep the economy going. So you and I can retire and, and, you know, things yes. are crashing down. That would be awesome. It's funny. We just, so my daughters are for context are nine and five and we just um, had a discussion with them about like getting an allowance but we're not really ready to give them money yet. Cause like, what does a five-year-old need to buy? You know, <laughs> um, what does a nine-year-old need to buy? And so, um, so they, they earn their allowance. Uh, they have to do certain things around the house and contribute to our, you know, in-home society. Um, and then they earn iPad time, which I feel that's, like is probably a currency they value more than green bills. Right. Yeah. So, um, so maybe, you know, your, your tale is kind of like flash forward to, you know, 10 years or so from now for us. So, um, <laughs> so now I'll, I'll look forward to knowing that my, our iPad allowance time is helping create future hostesses at CBK and Islands. That's yes. full circle. That's, that's there. the next, it's kind of like a gateway drug. That's what it leads totally, to. Totally. Totally. Oh man. Parenting. It's like a, ah, it keeps you on your toes. Um, well, I'm glad to know that they, they still love, you know, they like acting and it's, they like to do it when they can, but that they still like the normal life too. And I think sure. we're, my daughter, Madeline, she's an actress and she's not quite there with all the like social and um, athletic activities that happen. I think when you're maybe, you know, a teenager. Um, so right now she is all about the acting, 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 but um, in this, in this day and age though, actually with the pandemic, it's, they're doing a lot of self tapes and zoom auditions. Who knew? Mm -hmm. So at least the like driving and waiting and waiting and waiting and driving uh, charade is not happening right now. So that's yeah, kind the, of a nice break. Yeah, for those, for those that don't know, it's, it's, it's an hour and a half to drive into Burbank or Hollywood. You sit, you wait, it's a, it's a three minute audition and you drive an hour and a half back. So yeah, yep. zoom auditions would, would have been awesome. It's awesome. I will say, I'm like, Ooh, I could get used to this. <laughs> so um, and it's always like, um, yeah. Can you be here in four o'clock? And you're like, it's one 30 afternoon. Yeah. Can you, uh -huh. yeah. So we have to pick up the kids from school early, like an hour yeah. and drive. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. They don't really care that you might have other things going on in your life. Yeah. No. 
Uh, anyway, well, I'm glad to know that they are well-rounded and enjoying life as teenage girls should. So that's exciting. And I've enjoyed following the- all of like the updates that you've given over the years because I've, yeah. I've been like rooting for them, you know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, and they're very excited because they go to get their license in like a week or so. So uh, how do you feel about that? Um, feel good. They're, yeah? they're driving much better than they were at the beginning. <laughs> so yeah, feeling, feeling confident they can do this. Um, okay. Uh, you know, and it'd be nice to not have to schlep them everywhere. Um, True. My wife doing the schlepping than me, but uh, like I got to take my my daughter to, to work this afternoon, so yep. uh, she can just drive herself to work. Which would that be will be nice. Yeah. That's a that's a parenting win. Yes, win win for both. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, congrats in advance for uh, the Thanks. license. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so you mentioned that you um, <laughs> were in a choir at your last temple, right? Yeah. Um, so, and so, and that was something important to you and what drew you to TAE and why you signed up right then and there. So are you like a singer, like your whole life? I mean, how, how has that gone? Yeah, not, so not professionally. Okay. Uh, so don't, uh, you know, don't I didn't know if we had a Grammy winner. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, runner up a couple, a couple of years. Okay. Uh, no, I just, I enjoy singing when I was a kid growing up and, you know, I would participate in some plays and some musicals and stuff like that, but I never had any formal singing, uh, experience. I mean, I remember the first time I went to a choir, so I was in a choir maybe two or three years before our temple choir. Right. And, you know, I remember our, uh, our choir director said, you know, well, what part do you sing? I said, well, what are my choices? And they said, well, you're either a tenor or you're bass. I'm like, can I be in the middle? And she's like, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, well, and, and then, you know, the tenors just seem so high to me. I was like, well, make it, but I don't have a deep voice either. So I'm, I'm kind of a baritone, which is right. kind of like a, the high end bass. Uh, so I said, well, put me there. And then I realized, ah, the, the bass parts are kind of boring. Sorry, Cantor. <laughs> uh, but uh, they're just, they're basically just the boom, 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 boom. Right. You know? But uh, they're not as, as flashy as the, uh, the tenor parts, but it, it it's fine. It works out well. And Actually, actually, Candor does an amazing job at, at, at arranging our stuff, which I'm sure everyone knows. It's just, it's so much fun to sing his stuff. In fact, and, and, I, and I, I, give him, I give him crap about this all the time when, uh, can I say that? Is, yeah, you can, say, you can say anything. Okay. Uh, when uh, when he, he gets us to sing a part, uh, he gets us to sing a, a piece that's, that's in unison and we don't have parts because it's so boring and so blah compared to what we, we you know, the richness of the, of four different parts that we usually have so it's kind of fun but that's uh, awesome yeah i enjoy it and and i you know it the nice thing about the choir is is that we all share this this common just love for not just singing and singing you know the cantor's pieces and and singing you know jewish prayers but it's also just the the feeling we get when we're giving back to the temple and the, totally. the positive reaction we get from temple members, which is just awesome. And we really appreciate how much our work is appreciated. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, we just, we know that, you know, um, when, when we sing, you know, there's more butts in the seats when, than when we don't. Um, so we kind of feel like that's because we're there. Uh, and uh, it's just, it just creates a more meaningful, you know, worship experience for everyone, for us and for the temple members. So that, that makes it really a lot of fun too and rewarding. Absolutely. I think that is the number one thing that people take away when they visit TAE is our music program and how like full it is and how professionally run it is and the joy that it brings people. So um, I'm so glad that you're part of it. I know Brian misses it. It's just 
It's been hard. He's, yeah, he's got a lot on his plate right now. Yeah, you know, when when they invent cloning, if you can get Amgen to invent cloning or something, like, you know, yeah. then I think we can make that work. But it is an amazing music program. And I know your role in it is very valued and 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 appreciated. So not just right. by, you know, Stephanie and David, but also by the people, you know, who the fans, the groupies. The groupies, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, well, thanks, thanks. And we're, we're, we're really excited about the work that we've been doing recently. You know, um, for those of you that, that listened to the, uh, or participated in the high holidays, you saw we had put a lot of work together to kind of record ourselves, which was a lot of work, more work for the canner than anyone else. Cause he had to do all the splicing and editing, but I thought Great. that came out really nice. Yeah. And we're, we're, uh, we're doing some, some work for some upcoming events and holidays. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so we're still active, uh, although we're not together, um, but right. we're still, we're still trying to, to sing together, even if it's virtual. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. And I, I applaud all that work to keep everybody singing and safely, you know, yeah. so you're, you're able to do what you love and able to do what you're good at and what the team is good at as a whole, but then we still have to keep everybody safe. And so this is the way to do it. So yeah. this is the year of the pivot, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to move on to a little game. So um, some regular fans, the millions and millions of people who watch this uh, have seen before, we sometimes play a game called Two Truths and a Lie. And Alan and I have both come up with three statements. Um, Two of them are true. One of them is a lie. I have no idea what Alan has prepared. He doesn't know what I've prepared. And he's going to go first. And I'm oh, going okay. to listen <laughs> to, sorry, you have to go first. Um, I'm going to listen to what he has to say and make a decision. I bet it's going to be tricky. I bet he's really good at this game. Okay. We'll see how it goes. So number one. Here we go. Uh, I have been bungee jumping, hang gliding, and uh, parachuting. Number two, <sighs> uh, Oprah Winfrey has talked about me on her talk show. Number three, I play three musical instruments. Wow. All of those are fascinating. Mm -hmm. And all of them could be true. They all could be true. They all could be true. And yet only two of them are true. And only two of them are true. So I do think one of the true ones, I'm going to work this out. This is how I work it out. Yeah. I do think one of the true ones is that you've been hang gliding, bungee jumping, and what was the other one? And parachuting. And parachuting. I think you have. I don't, I, I have, by the way, I have like no basis for why I think these things. I just feel mm-hmm. like you might be an adventurous person. It wouldn't mm-hmm. seem outrageous to me. Yeah. Um, how many musical instruments did you say you play? Three. Three. I can see you also playing three musical instruments. Could be. Um, very possible. I'm mm. leaning toward that being the other truth only because I feel like why would Oprah have talked about you? That would be crazy, right? That would be crazy. But then again, like maybe it's so crazy that maybe that's it's so the cr- truth. <laughs> I mean, the strategy, ah! Um, this is so, you know, I like, I really don't like to lose. So this is really hard for me. Um, but I think I'm just gonna, you know what? 
I'm going to change my answer and I'm going to regret okay. it. All right. I think that you probably do play a musical instrument or two, okay. but maybe not three. And that's where you're trying to get me. Ooh. Ooh. I see where you're going there. Okay. And therefore the Oprah thing might be true. And it's probably some like threaded weird thing. Like she might have mentioned you as part of a thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. This is, I'm trying to analyze. Okay. That's my final answer. Your lie is the three musical instruments. Okay. That is not, that is not the <laughs> Am lie. Am I wrong? You're wrong. <laughs> but, but you, you've circled back and, and made a couple of good course corrections. I would have to okay. say. So I have never been bungee, bungee jumping. That is craziness. <laughs> I've never been hang gliding. I think I would probably do that. I just don't know if I would parachute. That seems also kind of crazy. <laughs> never, never done those three and, and any of them. I do play guitar, piano, and trumpet. Ah. Uh, um, okay. But you won't see me in the band of Milk and Honey because those guys are amazing. And <laughs> my voice is better than those three play. So, so you can contribute vocally. Yes, I okay. will continue to contribute vocally. And back in, I want to say 1980, 81, before yeah. you were probably born. Slightly. Uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey had a talk show called People Are Talking in Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, my mom was in the live studio audience and they were talking about children that are spoiled or something. <laughs> and so, so Oprah's walking, you know, through the, you know, and she walks up to my mom, my mom stands up and she says, oh, well, my Alan would always carry my daughter, Stacy, who's my little sister not that little anymore, but she was, you know, <laughs> eight years younger than me, seven years younger than me at the time. So she was a little toddler. You know, she would always, my Alan would always carry my daughter's sister, my, my, my daughter, Stacy down the stairs whenever, you know, she wanted. And Oprah said, oh, is, is Alan your husband? Oh no, he's my oldest son. So anyway, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey talked about talking about me on her show. I mean, you know, I mean, we're we, not we, wrong. It's true. We're still close exchange Hanukkah Christmas cards all that yeah. but uh mm -hmm. you know yeah all right so, well please give her my greetings next time you talk to her maybe, let her know I I have been a fan before maybe we so. can get her on the schmooze show you never yes. know yes I think we should have her on the schmooze for sure I bet she's I mean she's good at schmoozing we know that she's a schmoozer she's a schmoozer that's awesome well I'm glad to know that my thinking kind of like went the right path but I messed up the actual that's right Let's see what right. you got. It's all for fun. All right, here, here I am. <clears throat> I walked around the red light district as a child. Who hasn't? Okay. <laughs> I mean, um, I took cotillion and was on a competitive ballroom dancing team in high school. Okay, I don't even know what that is. Cotillion? <laughs> cotillion. You don't know what that is? What kind of gentleman are you? It's when, um, it's when boys and girls learn like proper like etiquette and then they also learn how to ballroom dance okay i guess i'm not a proper boy i wasn't You're a proper boy when i grew up okay All um right. Good and to know. then my third statement is i've never climbed a tree hmm <clears throat> so i would say <clears throat> just from your, your your poker face or lack thereof <laughs> i mean i just think it's a fun game that's all yeah i mean i mean i mean who hasn't climbed a tree right but the fact that you said I haven't climbed a tree See, this is might, where you go down. might mean that you haven't ever climbed a tree. Because um, the cotillion thing, no one's going to come up with that, you know, unless you've actually done it. Uh, and then the first one, what's the first one? 
Uh, I walked around the red light district as a child. Oh yeah, yeah. Again, who hasn't done that as a child? <laughs> um, I, so for those that haven't been to Amsterdam, right? Unbelievable city, right? Amazing. Amazing city. Amazing. Even as a child, I mean, you probably thought it was amazing there. Yeah. So, amazing. um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna um. Never climb the tree, huh? Yeah. I'm going to say that uh, you have never climbed a tree. That is true. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say that's a lie. You've never climbed a tree. Or you have climbed a tree. You're I guess saying I have the, climbed a tree. You, you have climbed a tree. Is that your final answer? No, I'm going to change my answer. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> now I'm thinking you've never climbed a tree. Um, let's go back. Um, you, you, you weren't in the red light district as a child. You've been there as an adult. Maybe a dozen times, but never as a child. That's the lie. Dozen? Wow. My, Final answer. My, so you think that that's the lie? That is the lie for sure. Well, okay. So um, I'm going to peel this back slowly but surely. <laughs> I've never climbed a tree. <laughs> what? I knew I've it. I mean, <laughs> I've never climbed a tree. I wasn't interested as a child and now I'm like a monster. So no, I've never climbed a tree. Um, <clears throat> When I was nine or 10, uh, I went to Europe with my parents and we walked around the red light district. There you go. That's true. I did do cotillion for two years. That I was sure of. I did, but I was not on a competitive ballroom dancing team in high school. So wait, that's a lie too? That's the lie. My truths are, I've never climbed a tree. Oh, that was your lie. Oh, so I really messed it up, okay. Yeah, right, you got me. I got you. I've yeah. never climbed a tree. That's true. And I did walk around the red light district as a child. That is also See, true. You, you pulled this like part of it's true. The other part's not true. Like you thought I was going to do for you with the whole three instrument thing. And I was like, I, cause I thought about that. I could have said four instruments. Right. And that, that would have been a lie. lie. But, but I was like, but that's, but that's, that's kind of, that's not fair. It's dirty. I mean, that's, that's, that's dirty. Mean. It's, it's uh-huh. dirty. It's dirty playing, but dirty you know, play. whatever you, you play your game. I play my game. So <laughs> played it dirty. I said, my statement was, I'm reading it right here. I took cotillion and was a competitive ballroom dancing team and was on a competitive ballroom dancing team in high school. I, I That's know what not true. I, I, I'm with you. It's just, it's a little bit of dirty play, but it's, it's technically correct. It, so. There are details. There are details. I did do cotillion for two years in like fourth grade. And the only reason I really liked it was because they were cute boys and I got to hold their hands. Oh, and I was awesome. sad when my crush would come around because you had to like, you know, alternate partners. Yeah. And and and, and I, girls had to wear gloves because we were very proper. Oh. And I was like really sad. I'm like, I wish I was holding his hand instead of the glove. <laughs> but, you know, the hormones in fourth grade were already starting. <laughs> already raging. <laughs> raging. Um, anyway, that was a fun game. And I'm glad to know that you and Oprah are BFF. That's really the big takeaway yeah. here. <laughs> um. We're going to move on to some additional questions. This is the, these are the closing questions of our show here at the Schmooze. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, I go through a series of questions uh, inspired by James Lipton's questions from inside the actor studio. I've Jewified them a bit because this is a podcast of our temple. So um, to make it more relevant, I've included the questions to be a little bit more on the Jewish side. So here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Alan, the first question for you is, what is your favorite Yiddish word? 
Oh, um, schmeckle for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's an awesome word. <laughs> it just says so much. <laughs> it just, it just, just all right off the tongue, schmeckle. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for that. I have a close um, second if you want to hear it. Uh, yes, let's hear it. Uh, Stup. Stup. Stup and schmeckle are your two yeah. favorite ones. I know they're, I know they're related, but uh, I was going to say, I think we need to have another discussion, maybe <laughs> offline about. <laughs> That's all the Yiddish my grandmother taught me. Yeah. <laughs> Your grandma, whoo, she was. <laughs> yeah, she was a firecracker. <laughs> yeah. um, that's amazing. Um, on the flip side, what is your least favorite Yiddish word? Oh, man. Um, people what might say shtup and schmuckle for their least favorite. Oh, those people are, aren't any fun. <laughs> no fun. Um, my, my least favorite. Um, I don't have a least favorite. <laughs> um, they're all so rich and, and flavorful. And, it's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have one. Yeah, schmeckle is very flavorful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you don't have a least favorite Yiddish word? No, I mean, okay. if you're going to make me say, I, I, maybe I'll say oi gewalt just because it's a, it's a little bit overplayed. Yeah, okay. So it's just, it's too cliche for you, yeah, really. Yeah, like, yeah. why say that when you could say schmeckle, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, what turns you on Jewishly? So like, what is it about being Jewish that you're like, yeah, I dig it. What turns me on Jewishly? Um, you know what? It's 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 seeing. This is going to sound maybe a little cheesy, but it's seeing right. like the youth of of our you know the, the the youth doing something Jewish, whether it's pop it in before a um, a brotherhood uh, breakfast and just listening to the canter lead, all the kids singing whatever they're singing, or you know watching a you know, a kid getting bar bat mitzvahed, or you know, uh, we, we've we've just we've just listened to maybe a half a dozen um, Zoom Hillel calls as the twins are trying to find out which school they want to go to, mm -hmm. you know, which college you want to go to. So we've been listening to a bunch of different, you know, you know, Jews through Hillel at these different universities speak, and that's just been awesome to see that, you know. When I, when I was their age, when I was their age, you know, I was told, you know, if you don't marry a Jew, you know, there won't be any Jews in 50 years. And, and, you know, I married a Jew, thank goodness. Very, I'm very, very supportive yeah. of marrying Jews, you know, for, for those other, another PSA from, from me. Um, but I, it just, it makes me happy to see that, that our Jewish values and rituals and traditions are still alive with. Totally. The, the, the youth. Yes. The ongoing culture is it's carrying on that's cool yes. that's awesome um okay so opposite what turns you off jewishly what is it about judaism that you're like eh, i could do without that what turns me off about judaism and it doesn't have to be big it could just be yeah. like you know i don't like to fast or yeah. i don't like whatever no, I, I actually i actually like to you fast. like it all right a crazy thing <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I wish, you know, I, I, I so I go to this dog park most mornings, bunch of dogs and owners. And there's a, there's a woman there that, um, is Israeli mm -hmm. and, um, she and I have some very in-depth, you know, uh, discussions around politics and support for Israel and tradition and how does she get her LG refrigerator life to go off for the Sabbath and just all kinds of crazy things. And, and the role 
of women in society, you know, it, it, you know, her perspective versus mine. So, and they're very different. And, and I, right. I wish that, uh, we could, we could be a little more aligned, I guess, in terms of, um, of what's really important yeah. um, from a, from a, from a cultural socio socioeconomic perspective, Jewish perspective, and not, not as divisive. There's just too much divisiveness here. Yeah. And, and even within the Jewish community, there's divisiveness. And, and I would like less of that. Yeah, I think that's that's great. And I never would have thought of it like that. You know, I think a lot of times when we think about this question, we think about it more in terms of like at temple, like, you know, ritually kind of stuff. Um, but I think like that speaks greatly to just sort of our society in general, but then also in a smaller sense, just, you know, Jews in our society and the in the society of the Jewish people. So that's very interesting. And I would agree with you on that. Not that my agreement matters because it really doesn't, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm with you. Virtual fist bump. Um, <laughs> what sound or noise at temple do you love? This should be obvious. <laughs> I love hearing the I love hearing the the choir and the band, especially the yeah, band. Especially the choir. Sitting where I'm sitting in the choir, sometimes yeah. you hear some things that you don't want to hear. Trust me, you're like, <laughs> but the band, the band's amazing. They're amazing. Especially, especially, yeah. Well, the band, all the all the bands are great. Yeah, they're all so talented, and I I think that's usually a very popular answer to this question is. People dig the music, however you want to slice it, right? Um, is there a sound or noise at Temple that you hate? That you're like, oh, I don't want to hear that. Or I don't like, my ears don't enjoy that. Uh, unless we're getting some reverb or some, uh, you know, squeaking from the, from the microphones, it's all good. All right. Well, thankfully, we have a pretty good uh, sound system going on. So we're in luck there, right? Um, okay, so pretend that the cookies and babka did not arrive in time <laughs> for the oneg and you just sang your tushy off and you're hungry and you earn that cookie, but you get there and there's nothing there. It didn't arrive for some reason. What would be your favorite curse word to say in that moment? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, what would I eat? Because uh, honestly, okay, I, would be happy. I, would, I would be happy if the cookies don't show up. And I know people are going to be like, boo. Cause I'm doing this keto thing and I can't have any sugar. I can't even have the fruit. So um, I'd be like, good. The, the temptation's Fine. gone. I'll just get my little tea with no sugar and, you know, be on my way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but for those that, you know, are looking right. forward to that, I, I, I definitely that's, understand. That's hard. Um, my favorite curse word. Um, yeah. Fiddlesticks. I would have to say probably. <laughs> oh, fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks. Just yeah. like that verbatim, right? Just like that. Oh, fiddlesticks. Oh, you know. oh rawr. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so as we discussed earlier, you've uh, given so much time with your leadership at Temple. Um, pretend none of that mattered for a moment. <laughs> um, what other Temple leadership role other than the ones that you've had would you like to attempt? And you're not committing yourself to anything, so don't oh worry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I, I, I enjoy, I, you know, so I wanna be chair of the, um, the, the, the music committee. No, I'm just, and I, and I always say that. Create one. Be, because, uh, because every time I say that, the, the, the candor's like, ha ha, because there is no, there is no music He's the chair. He is the chair, he's the only member, and he's the only member that there will be. But, yeah. uh, but he and I joke about that a lot. That's funny. Uh, no, I'd, I'd like to, you know, I, I'd like to, um, um, you know, I'd like to explore some different options, I think. Um, you know, membership might be interesting because um, I think we could do a lot uh, to reach out to our existing membership, to those that are kind of 
around the area and may notionally know about us, but don't really know how to get involved. Mm-hmm. I think I have the right, you know, kind of personality. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoy, and the rabbi always tries to grab me when there's someone new um, that, that just pops in on a Friday and just says, right. hey, Alan, talk to this person. So I'm, I, I love doing that. Um, and just, and just, you know, kind of, um, you know, bragging about, about, about our, our community, our Jewish community. So I think it's oh, awesome. Yeah. So uh, that, that might be probably a, a next move for me, but uh, right. don't tell Julie, you know, we'll, we'll see. We won't we'll see tell how, her. We'll see how things go. Yeah. Nobody will know. This is our secret only. Awesome. So thank you. This is off the record that <laughs> Alan is volunteering right now to be members. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, on the flip side, is there a role that you would be like, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. Oh yeah. Where do I begin? Um, <laughs> finance committee. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, it's, it's actually interesting being in finance, but, but yeah, but Brian's been working his tail off this year and thank goodness yeah, we have it. him there. Um, what would I not want to be? Um, what does the dog want to be? What? Yeah. I think the dog wants to be on. Yeah, I think he's excited. Yeah, someone <laughs> someone just popped into the garage. So, uh, uh, what would I not want to be? Um, Chavara, maybe, because we're not all one. It, it's just, uh, you know, yeah. not not up my uh, my alley. I get it. So you're not into like Jewish friends matchmaking. That's uh, not. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, no, no. Yeah, I got it. There's yeah. no, there's no, there's no problem. No shame in that. Yeah. No shame. No shame. There are definitely things that I would not want to do. So I get it. Um, this is our final question. This is kind of okay. a deep one. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Um, so uh, this is a spin on James Lipton's original question. Uh, and I've Jewified it to make it so that it makes sense for what we believe in our people um, in Judaism. The Garden of Eden is sometimes used synonymously with the idea of like heaven. So if, if there was an afterlife, what would you want God to say to you when you arrive at the gates of the Garden of Eden? Welcome home. Welcome home. Yeah. Short and sweet. You're here. Now go. Yeah. Welcome home. Very come cool. Come on in. Come on in. The, you know, the, 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 the water's great. <laughs> you know, the, the, the chocolate, the chocolate fountain is chocolate here. Chocolate <laughs> fountain's flowing. The, the, the jacuzzi's fired up. You know, it's all good. Don't have to worry about keto. <laughs> yep. Yep. We got plenty of cookies. Exactly. Awesome. That's, that's really cool. Welcome yeah. home. I like that. That's says so much without saying very much at all, but I like it a lot. Um, that wraps it up for us. If there's anything okay. else that you would love to share or let people know about you, this is the time, but I just want to say thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks. This has been a lot of fun for me. Um, I would just say to all those millions of fans out there that yep. are watching your program weekly, you know, get involved in the temple. Um, uh, you can reach me personally as a board member and, and I will connect you with all the different committees and opportunities we have. We have a lot of opportunities for people to get involved. Um, um, we keep seeming to tap into the same people and it's burning them out and it's not giving uh, you know, our, our overall membership an opportunity to really shine. So we, we need your help, we want your help. Um, so please reach out to me or Julie or any of the temple 
uh, board members and uh, get involved. We, we need you. That's a really great invitation. And I, I second that. Alan, how can we find you if we want to reach out to you? Uh, you can find me on our uh, Tempo website if you go and click under um, Meet the Board. Um, also, in the, there's been recently in the last couple of the Wednesday night emails that go out, mm -hmm. uh, my number and address, email address are there. If you scan all the way down, it says, hey, you want to get involved? And there's a little blurb about that too. You can reach me that way. Perfect. That's awesome. And it's, it's a true sincere invitation to get involved. This Absolutely. isn't one of those like, no, ah, you should get involved, but like, we really do want to encourage yeah. our members. And this is a great time to do it because yeah. we're all home and we have flexibility and the powers of zoom. So, um, so I, I, I second that. So thank you for that really great reminder and invitation. And, um, thank you so much, Alan, for being with me today. It was nice to chat with you. I'll see you at some other, you know, board uh, Zoom in the future. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, thank you everyone so much for following us on the, on the schmooze. And we're happy to have you always watching and listening. And so thank you, Alan. Thank you, friends. And we'll see you, you next time on the schmooze. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye.